We are a part of the Fundamentals Network, and this is an introduction show to all things anime. Season one, we talked about My Hero Academia, and this season, we are jumping into hyperspace with Cowboy mm. Bebop. I am your host, the Zelda They Them, and I consider myself a little bit of a sensei because after about a couple episodes of watching this, I feel like I finally have some like really solid anime tropes to talk about, and I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. Um, yes. So I am joined by my two students. I'm Kelsey, she, her. And I'm Steven, he, him. Ready to ready to talk about this is my favorite episode so far. Yes. We're around. Yeah. Well, like things have been established finally. So and we got yeah. some continuity. Like character yes. continuity. Return characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. So like yeah. you like the the little the um incline is growing. I don't know if that's how mm-hmm. episodes work. Mm-hmm. But uh it's building. It's building. I'm, Thank you. I'm good. I'm good with yeah. it. Yeah. Um yes. so this episode was called Gateway Shuffle. And for so many reasons, it's just an iconic episode. Uh, Kelsey, do you want to break it down? Yeah. So um, we kind of start off on Faye and she's completely stranded. She's out of fuel. She's eating sugar packets. <laughs> Literally. She's like living a life of filth. She is <laughs> not doing good. I love um, it. You know, she's trying to reach out to other ships, passing her. No one will stop to help her. And she kind of comes upon... Oh, that's where we start. She doesn't do that yet. So then we go to like a restaurant and Jet and Spike are ordering breakfast, lobster for breakfast. <laughs> um, and they're talking a little bit about like what sea rat is and how it was kind of like a food that was eaten when things were hard. And then it kind of turned into this elitist food. Classic capitalism. Right. Yeah. Well, Kate, okay, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. Is that not the history of lobster? Like, it was just, like, a bottom feeder that people ate to survive, and now it's, like, one of the, like, a really solid... It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I have no idea, but I would totally buy that. Okay, listeners, let us know if you have any knowledge about the history of lobsters. Let's find out about the history of lobster. Um, I will say, I I do want to add, though, seafood for breakfast with a genre coming from Japan does make sense. True. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's legit. You're right. Um, so we're in a restaurant and they're trying to, they're trying to catch a bounty that they followed there, but we're introduced to this mother and her sons who have a very creepy dynamic and, um, she's like very unkind to them. And she looks like Yzma from the Emperor's New Group. (laughs) Um, and basically they, we find out that they're eco soldiers and, um, they're trying to like save the space rats. Um, by committing mass murder in this restaurant. Um, so that <laughs> happens. And then um, meanwhile, Faye comes upon like a stranded ship that crashed. And there, the pilot is still alive, but barely. And he gives her a case and tells her to give it to the, is it the ISSP? I think so. Yeah. Um, that's very important that she doesn't open it. And of course she opens it immediately, but it's not evident exactly what it is at the moment. Um, so Spike and Jet, they do capture the, just the mom um, for her bounty, which is supposed to be really big. But then when they get back to their spaceship, the bounty is gone. There's no longer a bounty out on her and they're trying to figure out why. And um, Jet like calls his friend Bob, who... <laughs> is looking at porn and also sweating. So Ugh. Ugh. Whatever. 
Um, and then uh, they find out that the it's not specifically said that what's in the case is a virus, but that's kind of what we find out. And it's called monkey business. It turns people into monkeys. Um, but Spike is like hitting this virus against everything, trying to open it. He literally, he literally shoots it. Yeah, yes. not before stomping on it, twisting it, right. smacking it, shaking with, it. With Wild. the with the lady, the evil lady sitting there, like, oh my god, what oh my are god, you oh doing? My god, oh my god. So then, um. They finally open it up, but since the bounty is gone, they send her back um, to with her son. Because mm-hmm, at this point, it's and, kidnapping. Right. And then um, she, like, exposes one of her sons who displeased her to the virus and turns him into a gorilla. Harrison! Yeah, yeah poor, poor Harrison. Harrison. Um, meanwhile, f- they pick up Faye. They are the ones who find her. They lock her up again in handcuffs. She's done nothing except for lose all that money that she stole from them. Um, <laughs> nothing but lose, like, yeah, so much 30, money. I think it was like 30 million. Yes. Yeah, yeah she has nothing to show for it. But Faye then escapes and locks up Ayn. Um, And so then basically what happens is the villains are upset and they're going to release the virus on this planet. Everyone's freaking out. The only people who can save them is Spike, but then Spike gets into trouble too. So then Faye kind of blackmails them into giving her, giving them her help. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, we did find out what those circles are. They're like gates that can get you into, like, through hyperspace. Um, and the they're able to close the gate so the warheads with the virus don't get through. And Faye and and Spike just barely sneak through. So the warheads are sent to a different plane. Um, they. Which like, can't you imagine like that might be somebody else. You just like destroyed another planet. Right. Like you don't know where it went. We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild. And then, um, but they made it through and we find out that Spike had actually slipped the virus back into the bad lady's pocket and she drops it and is exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Faye tells everyone that um, she's joining their group and she goes to take a shower. And Spike is not interested in that. And Jet has no opinion. <laughs> I don't care. And I have no opinion. <laughs> I don't care. I have no opinion. I don't know. And I don't have an opinion. Oh, goodness. So that's what happened. This one, it was much more cohesive with the yes. previous storyline. Although it was still kind of a vignette, like we kind of like met the villain and wrapped it up in the same episode. Um, but it was good. I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. There was some funny, again, all of our villains seem to be like this one. She was uh, an older woman with a British accent. Right. Um, yes. You know, they're very typecast villains. Yes. They they definitely did look like... Um, like, they would be outside of Whole Foods trying to get you to sign a petition <laughs> to save the Earth. Yes. Like, her sons did, kind of, you know? like Oh, my goodness. Killed me but it, dead. But it was this interesting, like, dynamic that we've heard so many times that's, like, this group started out trying to do something good and then was kind of radicalized into, like, our, our thing is so important that now we're terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand why there are so few consequences for all of, like, the murder they did. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, that didn't really sit with me. I didn't get and it, it. I and I I thought they were like in that opening scene. I thought they were gonna go kill that one guy or whatever. Yeah. And then they flash to like yeah. 
Like, no, they murdered everyone, everyone in, in this that, restaurant. Yes. <laughs> because they were all eating sea rat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were. And then they gone. had like this this like holograph that came up with like this like their really logo. Nice. Yeah, with their logo. And then this music that's like it sounded to me like a baby mobile. Mm. You know, like like very twinkle twinkle little star music after just having committed this mass murder in this restaurant yeah polar opposites um so i do really want to note that her name um twinkle maria (sighs) murdoch Uh what the heck yeah (laughs) that's just like what is an english name that we know of murdoch what's a white name Mm -hmm. that we know of maria okay now we need a really good villain name and like the the writers room they come together with twinkle twinkle (laughs) yep that's the one it's so so scary (laughs) and she looked she looks like a zombie like the yeah the gray skin the like the very i mean like like you said the yzma sort of like thin mm-hmm. but then she did have a very victorian look of like mm-hmm. kind of a big hair big with hat the, with the dress mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. so what's really interesting about her character and what i've often seen reflected in a lot of anime is if there is a older woman in power nine times mm-hmm. out of ten she is unconventionally attractive um mm. you know uh listeners we could take a look at one piece with big mama or big mom um and she's massive like she's the size of like three houses um and it's just the the representation of older women if they ever have any kind of power and they have these group groups often of like younger people beneath her they're always her kids or like they always just refer to her as mom as like some kind of maternal thing and it's so bizarre to me and i keep seeing this and especially shonen type shows and i don't interesting. know interesting right like mm-hmm. older women are not meant to take any other kind of position if they have that power unless they are some kind of crime overlord right I- mm. like a matriarchy mob but but evil yes yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. that's you know and that's that i do feel like in some ways that's an interesting dynamic in other like in a lot of like sci-fi and fantasy, I feel like that's the case too. Now that you mention that, mm-hmm. I noticed that if there is a woman in power, kind of like you said, there's something unique about her, whether it's her size or whatever it might be. Yep. Um, something that's not that, traditionally conventionally attractive. Right, right. That, But mm-hmm. then they get to be in charge partially because of their cruelty that got them yeah. there, I think, is another element of it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so that's but she is not nice to her sons. Oh dear, not at all. And again, like no. even even naming them her sons, like they're just her employees, you know, mm-hmm. like her her hench- yeah. henchmen. Yeah. Oh, are they not really her sons? I don't think so because the way it was phrased is like this I guess was an that... organization that existed, and then yeah, they that's had true. and then she took over leadership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good and point. those who stayed like... were only the ones that were willing to commit yeah. murder. Really? Yeah, yeah. To... Sometimes you just gotta do a murder yeah. to be peaceful. <laughs> Yep, in order to bring peace <laughs> to the earth. Goodness. Um, yeah. And then the other trope that I can finally kind of talk about a little bit more now that we've seen more of Faye Valentine, um, especially 90s anime or like early 2000s, we were getting away from uh, women in trouble, you know, women mm. needing a lot of help from men. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we had the empowerment of, like, Sailor Moon and Cardcaptors and, like, there was more 
Japanese version of female empowerment. Um, mm-hmm. So Faye Valentine represents something that I've also seen a lot in that era for women where they are scantily dressed. However, they are capable, but then their mm-hmm. major flaw is they can't manage their money. Uh, it is such mm. a common trope that just like these women can never manage their money. And again, I, I know I used one piece as a reference before, but Nami, um, busty and her whole thing is money and collecting mm-hmm. money. It's just uh, one of those weird reoccurring tropes and seeing it in Faye. It's just been like, yeah, okay, I see a lot of this now. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're going to be capable, then you also must be superficial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because that was the extent yeah. of what, like, women of those times were capable of, you know? Right. That's right. just, yeah. And again, I, I, Faye, I love her, but, like, I don't know. It's always the idea that, like, she also, while she's capable, she can't quite exactly find for herself. She got captured uh-huh. by those thugs. She ran out of gas. Um, yeah. She's not feeding herself properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But So it's like, we're taking baby steps forward, but still making sure that maybe you're capable in this area, but there must be another way in which you need to be taken yes, care of. Yes. And yeah. I, I do say this with the same idea that like, don't get me wrong. Spike and Jet are not by any means successful. They've not had a single successful bounty. They still right. eat peppers and beef without the beef. They still, they have this very important dog with them that they think is and just a dog. how do they even feed the dog? Does the dog just get peppers? I yeah, guess. The, dog. the dog's a vegetarian? <laughs> Poor Ayn. I know. Yeah. Dogs are not meant to be vegetarians. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, though, is when you have, when you have the protagonists being, being men, right? It doesn't, it doesn't reflect the same sort of, like, them being incapable is, is almost sort of like, funny or or almost mm-hmm. almost an endearing thing mm-hmm. whereas because of because of the treatment of women throughout history history mm-hmm. right it 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 puts the spin in a little bit different light and the purpose be- behind Faye not being able to manage her money is very likely more because of a belief that like whether it's conscious or subconscious like mm-hmm. it's and that's absolutely it's so problematic Absolutely, yeah, it's and that there, a normalized there trope. Always be a way in mm-hmm. which women need the men around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, to build and, about. And, yeah, and with uh, Twinkle, that the only way women can actually really be successful is is by brutality. Yeah, and evil and mass murder. Like, yeah. come on, like. She was ready. I mean, she launched multiple. What, what were they? Warheads. They warheads. Like warheads that is yeah. no joke. I know it's to like, like. Didn't they say like nine million people on yeah. the planet? On Ganymede, yeah. 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 And she's just like, yeah, Oof. fuck all y'all. You're you're <laughs> eating the uh, sea rats. Therefore, yeah, yeah. I don't. And again, it's so extremism. now you're gonna turn into monkeys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just wild. Yeah. Brutal. So that's that's Which, my lens a little bit. Like, but I did really really enjoy this episode. Like, what what were your yeah, favorite moments? Oh gosh, there were. A, I feel like this is the one that had the most. I I really, given all the conversation we had, I really liked the scene of of Faye being in like stuck in space <laughs> with like the wrappers all there around. Was and so, like chocolate, chicken, and like, rice. I, I, Sugar. I've, I've been there, not in space. But like, where, where I'm just like, oh like in college, like rappers of top ramen around, and just like I'm, I'm making it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Doing my best. Um, yeah, 
I feel like my favorite part was just watching the dynamic play out between the three of them and four of them, if you include Ayn, yeah. like, that you do see a little bit more that it's going to work, even though Spike's not going to like it. <laughs> uh. and, and I do feel like in some ways it's like, well, you got to, like, she's the kind of girl who kind of has to fight for what she needs. Mm-hmm. And so she is going to blackmail you into helping you. Even though, like, maybe that's not the quote unquote the right thing right. to do. I'll help you, but I'll take 80% of the reward. Like, 80%? Yeah. Come on. Okay. I, I love that Spike was like, like 60 or 40. And and she goes, and I get the 60. And then <laughs> and, I also. And, and Jet's like, yeah, that's well, good. Well, that's the other thing that I liked is like, you know that Spike was not going to take that deal. And then Jet was like, yes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the ever level individual. Mm-hmm. And again, like we got yeah. to see some of Jet's contacts, and like that's contact with the ISSP. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I wanted to go back to that scene. That is that is something in media that really I I don't like. <laughs> is is the like the corrupt individual always has porn around? Like I feel oh, like that's that's, that's how you know they're all corrupt. Sorts of, yeah, right. and and it's like. It doesn't really add it like that didn't add anything to the scene nope. or anything like that. And I and I personally feel like that kind of across media. Well, it's because we demonize like, sex work. Therefore, right. if you yeah. see somebody in the possession of sexual content, they're bad. And that's right. And meanwhile, all the it. female characters in the <sighs> show that we're making are also not wearing clothes. Right. But it's fine. It's fine for us to do it. But mm-hmm. the person who's actually looking at it. Yeah, I feel like there are other ways that you could depict that people like honestly, even just like have him be watching TV or eating. Like there's so many other ways that you can show that people aren't doing their jobs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he was watching the bounty shot, uh, whatever that bounty show is called. Yeah. Do we know what it's called? Do you remember? It's like shoot him up or something. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Or sleeping or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. talking on the phone or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. 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 It just it's it's one of those things that I understand why it happens because of how our culture has been shaped and stuff, and it just doesn't feel helpful mm-hmm. yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um I'm gonna jump on um one of my absolute favorite moments though, and it was the gosh mm-hmm. heckin' space fight again. Such a good <laughs> space fight, like ships flying <laughs> around, the visuals of hyperspace. I love hyperspace. It's just one of those yeah. things that, like, I have no tangible understanding because it's different in every single universe. So I'm just, like, happy with whatever they spoon-feed me with that hyperspace yeah. knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just, I live for yeah. it. Um, yeah. And just, like, the intensity of, like, push the push the controller further to go faster. <laughs> and it's just, like, yeah. early at the end. But, yeah, you push that. <laughs> I just, I and the it. ship is telling you to slow down. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. I, I That's actually what one of my notes was, was I like that they explained more about the universe through through those through those little pieces the the like i assumed that like all the warheads were gonna explode when the hyper ba- gate hyperspace gate yeah. or closed or whatever but that it like goes into some other dimension so you're actually traveling through planes to felt very but D&D. you can still see yeah. it which i also feel like is an interesting like touch. plot dynamic because mm-hmm. then i'm also like so does that just happen when you're in space that just while you're flying places, you see stuff and you think you're going to hit it, but then you actually don't because it's in a different plane? I mean, if you replicate that scenario in which hyperspace ends around you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're professionals. We I, know all of this. I don't, I don't feel like I understood what was happening in the junkyard. 
Um, I think the, it was where they just, were flying through the yeah, they were and flying. like first they, the the little banners went out, like the LED banners. The 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 ISSP thought that that was where the um the what are they called space were. warriors yeah, yeah the space warriors were mm-hmm. and it was set up to be a trap so oh. so they had that ship explode um thus killing all and, of those ISSP yeah. which oh oh and then it was a decoy yeah yeah, I yeah. okay um, okay I I liked also I think I think this was the first real like Hakeem gets away. Not really any consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy with the drugs, if he gets away, like I, there, there would, there would be some consequences in that part of the the universe or whatever. But it's not really like, not really big consequences. It's like, oh, he didn't get his thing. Like even the last one with Faye, like there weren't really hard consequences. High, there weren't high stakes. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. It, I see. It what didn't you mean. feel and and this one, this one really had those those high stakes of like. Of this kind of edge of the galaxy bounty hunter dude getting drawn into something that is actually way bigger than him. The rest of them felt blow up Ganymede. Like I love yeah, Ganymede. The rest of them felt on par with with what a bounty hunter would experience. Yeah. So this was like this was like opening up the. You really literally saved the world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. And then didn't get paid for it. Like nope. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I don't. I don't know if you touched on that because I had to step away for for a minute. But um, I loved, I love that Faye was like, I'm on your crew now. Yep. Like, yes. That was my, yeah. Like, I loved it She so made that decision like, all right, I'm going to go shower. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, maybe I, maybe I could make some more money with these dudes. Right. And, and then Jet is like, I'm not going to engage this. But Spike is like, no, I'm yeah. going to go talk to her. And then it kind of like implies that she beats him up, right? Yeah. You hear like the gunfire because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he walked in on her taking her clothes off or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Very anime-esque. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any predictions? So now we have a bit of a foundation. We have a bit of right. a base. Um, do we have any predictions that we can make? Because again, like none of what y'all have kind of predicted has kind of come into effect yet. I know. I feel like because of this kind of five, five episode group that you talked about, there's part of me that wants to predict that we will finally, I know I, I predicted this in episode two, but that we will learn about Ayn. Like, what is the deal with this dog? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we'll just get introduced to another character. But I feel like I'd like to know more about the dog. So I'm just speaking that into existence, maybe trying yeah. to predict that to happen. Well, for what it's worth, I realized, Stephen, on the last episode, you kind of predicted I just wrote, what's up with Faye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... So <laughs> technically, we learned about Faye. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. true. That's yeah, good prediction. Yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> oh goodness, but yeah. What like what do you see for the future of um these kids, these little space kids? I I feel like because of how lots of these stories work, and we started to see it in this episode, kind of like what I was just talking about. They're gonna start to get drawn into some things with a lot bigger implications than just money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, I hope it has to do with I. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, awesome. I'm writing I see that shenanigans. Too. Yes, I think that's both of our predictions. I shenanigans. I shenanigans. <laughs> All right, fabulous. Well, how many corgi space butts are we giving this episode, y'all? 
I'm I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go four. Yes. In spite of, I feel like we spent most of this episode talking about the problematic stuff. Right though, but we really did enjoy it. It was just there's a lot of things to note. Yeah, there were some. There were just some some more explicit in your face things in this one, but um, but no, I really did enjoy the the story arc of this episode. Um, I think this having having Faye joining the crew is the first ending of an episode where there's like there's a little more out there. Yeah. Like like okay, this this is this is it really feels like okay, this is the crew and so this is where the story is going to mm-hmm. start taking off from. Um I liked the tension, I liked the I liked understanding more about the hyperspace. I I yeah, it was it was all overall really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go four butts as well and I feel like the reason I'm not moving it up yet is just because I feel like we haven't come to that like culmination of this is what the story is. This is where we're going with it. Um, but just as far as enjoyability, like did I was I having fun while I was watching it? I definitely was. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Yep. I mean, for that exact same reason, this is definitely for space corgi butts. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I just I loved what the episode did offer, you know, asterisks next to it. Um, and I know that this is going to be a little bit more of what we can experience because we have the dynamic now, we have some of the players, um, and we have a better understanding of the world and just the kind of shit that happens in 2077, um, cause yeah. it ain't good. And we get to see how these characters are navigating it and we're really figuring out like, this is what they do. And there's going to be mm-hmm. more, like we haven't got any more of those spike flashbacks yet. I know. Oh Yeah. That was my prediction in episode was... one is that we would find out like what that was about and then they just left it there. Yeah. yeah. Don't well, forget wonder... about it though. No. I wonder if they'll do them at se- like this cause at the session breaks or whatever. Yeah. Like the mm, perhaps. Um, the other th- Maybe. shoot, I was just gonna say something. Oh, your brain. Um, it's gone for it's gone forever it is. for all eternity. Yep. Yeah. Um oh well. <laughs> Sorry. I'll remember it when we when we record six episodes <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well i'm very much looking forward to the upcoming episodes because this is where i know like shit starts to get serious yeah um so thank you everybody for listening i hope y'all stay tuned for what is to come because things are gonna get good i have been oh you remembered i remembered yes what i'm really excited about is seeing like so we just talked about some of these problematic things right mm-hmm. i'm really interested when we do watch the live action to see how these yes! characters are tackled differently oh, um i bet they will be because i mean they already are right that Faye mm-hmm. has so much more clothing on yeah yeah and so, jet is so actually black yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of just coded um yeah no totally and so that's and like showing showing the gringy darkness of the world and and how how what is that 20 20 ish years changes mm-hmm. how Damn. how the same story might be told 20 plus john cho oh yeah, my god john cho obviously so, mm. so mm. 10, out of, obviously. 10 out of 10 do recommend john cho yes, yes! Uh, with that then I've been your host and sensei B Zelda you can find me on Twitter is at B underscore Zelda um, I don't really tweet enough about my love of John Cho but if you rate and review our podcast with five stars I will absolutely turn my Twitter account for a day into a John Stan John Cho Stan account yes mm. Mm. I'm Steven you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM uh, where I tweet about uh, the D&D shows that I run and produce and write for and um, primarily ones 
in the Fae Forge Academy, which is a magic school. So if you like magic schools that aren't written by TERFs, uh, you can come to ours. All right. <laughs> we like that. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Kelsey Garcia uh, on a rare occasion. Um, otherwise, just out there supporting my friends and what they're doing as well. Fabulous. And we will see you all, Space Cowboys. Cowboy Beep Pop. Cowboy Beep Pop. Anime Attaché.